You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. You're tuned in to Tapped Out. Hosted by Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. Only on the BetQL Network. However you got us, we appreciate it. The BetQL Network, twitch.com backslash BetQL, the Odyssey app, or if you're checking out the podcast with Brendan Tobin and Jake Galley. I am Sean Levine. And the Octagon is back tonight. In fact, the undercard is underway. We're about an hour away from the main fights taking place, of course. The main event tonight, you got Calvin Cater, the number five featherweight, taking on Giga Chikatse, the Giga Kick, ranked number eight. You can get plus money right now on Calvin Cater at plus 198. You can get Giga at minus 240. It feels like he's red hot. Like you mentioned earlier, BT, you got Calvin Cater coming off of a loss. Let's go ahead and give the people the method to the madness, not just who's going to win, but how they're going to win. I like Calvin Cater to win this for no other reason than he's a cool-ass dude. He came on the show last week, and he just kept it real with us, man. So if you're going to come on the show and you're half the main card, main event, then I'm going to take the guy that came on tapped out right here on the BetQL Network. That was Calvin Cater, and he's going to win by knockout because that's what he said he was going to do. Yeah, I got him at plus four ten. Now the the, the smart money. Well, if you're going to take Calvin Cater, the easy thing to do would say it's going to go to the cards because we know that he's got that chin that Max Holloway couldn't put to sleep. So maybe this one's going to get read by Bruce or whoever it is tonight. But I think that definitely, if you want to play Calvin Cater, a bit of a long shot plus four ten at a knockout. I could see it going down late, called the fourth round. And if you want to be exact with it, BT Cater by knockout in the fourth round. At an even plus 1,000. How do you like them apples? Oh, listen, you've been pretty red hot on these lately. I'll give you yeah, credit yeah. for that, Sean. Um, and it's it's a new year, so let's see if you can keep that streak going in 2022. I'm going to go with Giga to win by decision. I think that, that nobody's going to get the finish. I saw an iron will from Calvin Cater last time around. I think that Giga thinks that he's going to uh, be able to break him. And that he's going to realize, holy crap, it's really, really tough to get this guy to go around. But I think the flashiness of, of Giga, I think the, the diversity of Giga, and I think that the volume of that, you know, Calvin may be looking for that one big shot all time uh, throughout the fight. And so I think that can lead to, uh, to kind of piling up on the scorecards. So I like Giga to KC by decision plus 270. I'm not surprised that you said you got Giga. I'm shocked that you didn't say he's going to win by giga kick just because I know how much you like saying that. I do like saying it. I do like the giga kick. It doesn't mean he won't land it. I'm just not confident that if he lands the giga kick, I'm not sure that you're going to knock out Calvin Cater because he's he's like he's like made of rock. I don't know what the hell the guy's made out of. It's crazy. Touche. It is going to be tough to put that guy to sleep. What about. Moving down the card, you got the uh, Collier versus Sherman fight. Now, we talked about both these guys kind of struggling, a combined four and six in their last 10 fights. 
I think I like Collier to win this fight. I think I like him by knockout. You can get that knockout at about five to one odds. And if I kind of like when you play these heavyweights, if you're going to say they're going to knock them out, give me a couple of rounds, right? Give me either the first and second or the second and third. I got Collier in the second or third, so I get either one of those rounds by knockout at, again, a cool plus 1,000. How do you like this one going down? Uh, I think that I'm going to go with Chase Sherman. I like the idea. I think he's a little bit more dynamic of a fighter. I know that he's been on hard times. The guy's been into the UFC, out of the UFC. He's gone to BKFC. Um, there's something about listening to him this week. I get the feeling that he knows this is kind of do or die for his career. I don't think Jake Collier is is too tough a task for him. I like him that he's a little bit more of a natural heavyweight and so I like Chase Sherman winning this one by knockout. I do agree with you that there will be a knockout. I just think it's Vanilla Gorilla getting it. So I like uh, Chase Sherman plus 310 by KO or TKO to win this one. I will say this. It's not going to be BKFC. It's probably going to be the KFC if Chase Sherman loses this fight. I mean, I like the Vanilla Gorilla. He got off to a hot start in his career. But like I said recently, what are we talking? The guy that's one in five in his last six fights, he needs to win this one. No doubt. No doubt. This is a desperation one for him. Brandon Royval taking on uh, Bon. Is it Bontoria? I've said it a hundred times now. Am I pronouncing the dude's name right? Bontarine. Bontarine. I like Royval on this one. I like him by points. You want to talk about another guy that's tough? Another guy that it's tough to either choke out or knock out because damn it, he's just so strong and he's just so tough. You can get it at plus four twenty on the points. So again, it's a little bit of a long shot here. But also, if you were listening to Brendan patting me on the back five minutes ago. I've been calling them exactly how they're going to finish. This method to the madness segment, I'm telling you, we don't just tell you who's going to win, but how they're going to win. And I've been telling you how they're going to win. And I like this one to go to the cards. And I like this one to go to Brandon Royball at a plus 420 on points. I, I agree with you. I will point this one out, though. If Bontarine was to get a win, uh, he first of all, that's how he, the way he goes about winning his fights is by submission. He's a submission artist. 11 of 14 of his wins have come by way of, uh, of submission. And you had uh, the raw dog, Roy Val. He lost his last fight via submission. He got choked out. All so that's a, that's a, a you can get uh, Bontarina at a plus 600 via submission. Um, if you are on that, on that counter, that's one thing to look out for in this one. But I do agree. I do think that Roy Val is a better fighter. I do think that he will end up getting this victory by the, uh, the scorecards. But just want to throw that one out there so we don't double up on that one. Well, tell me more then about Bontarines. He said 11 of his 14 finishes have been by submission. What are the chances that this fight does finish? Because if it does, I think it probably happens with a submission based on that information. Yeah, I mean, listen, the to, for it to go the distance right now, uh, the belief of that, that's uh, that's plus that's going to go. It's plus 180 to go the distance. No okay. is uh, is inside of this is minus 235. So, like, I just think that that's one of those things. But you're right. I think Royval's been in there with a the better competition. Um, and so he's got that going for him. But. You know, Bontarine's a, is still a top 10 guy in the flyweight division. This division's been on fire. Guy's got skills. And so he's got he's got uh, a good method to his way to go get victories. I just think that uh, it might be a tough one for him tonight. One fight, BT, that I'm almost sure is going to go to the cards is going to be that uh, Caitlin Chokagi and uh, Jennifer Maya fight. Now, the first time around, it was close. It ended up being a decision. I think that that's going to be the same thing. I think it goes to Maya tonight only because I can get better money on her. Like, I really think this is a very even fight. If I can get her at plus 230, it's one of those things where I'd be borderline shocked if it isn't a decision. If somebody ends up winning by knockout or submission, I don't see it happening with these particular ladies. Not that they're not capable of it, but as they say, styles make fights and in this one i think that it's going to go back and forth and i think i'm going to take the plus money at 230 on jennifer maya by decision 
Yeah, I don't think that's a bad uh, a bad way to go. I think that uh, you hear the name Maya, you think, and everybody obviously goes to to Damien and thinking that she's uh you know going to be uh, choking everybody out left and right, but she doesn't have that many submission wins on her resume. Um, but for me, I, listen, I think Caitlin Chikagan. I think that her by decision, it's not the sexiest bet in the world for sure, but I do think it's the safest one in this one. Like you said, it's a very even fight. Just like the idea of Caitlin, she's been in there. She is a smart fighter. She has gotten this decision before. She has gotten the uh, the nod before. So I would go uh, Ch- Caitlin Chikagan by decision. Uh, I'm not going out of the, the world wacky on this one, but I don't really think this is going to be a wacky fight. I think this is going to be kind of one of those where we kind of know what we're getting into with this one. Brandon Tobin's in Miami. Sean Levine in Kansas City. The fights are already underway in Las Vegas. It's Vegas 46 tonight. From the apex, let's move forward and spin the wheels towards some fights that we already know are going to take place. News broke that Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal is going to happen. Colby coming in at a big favorite, minus 330, Masvidal plus 265. It feels like the odds makers, it feels like the desert, are begging people to go and put their money on the long shot Masvidal. People want to bet on him, don't want to bet on Colby. I'm telling you, this number is going to change drastically. Get your money in on Masvidal right now if you want to because... By the time that this thing goes around, it feels like this is going to come a little bit closer to the way it should be. Well, you know what's going to be fun is that first press conference. And it's always interesting. Like we were, you know, talking to Nick, like how things can swing just based on the the fans' feelings of this stuff. And, you know, I don't know. I, I would say, yeah, you'll probably have that sharp money coming in on Colby at some point. I don't think the fans hate Colby, though. Like I think some people would say oh, they still hate Colby and they love George. They obviously love George. I would tell you they don't hate Colby. No, but I don't think anybody go like who goes to an arena and like is cheering for Colby. I don't. Would think, you like, not bet on him though? Like I'm asking you, Brendan Tobin, would you not go to the window and put your money on Colby based on the fact that the guy's kind of a jerk? That's ridiculous. I don't know yet. I don't know yet. This is one of those ones where I want to see some. I want to see some of how this drama plays out. I want to see what the stare downs are like. I want to see what the emotions are like. These are one of those ones where I do kind of want to go along for the ride. And honestly, listen, I do love Jorge Masvidal. I am worried about his age and that knockout that he did take. And Colby is uh, and Colby is uh, very, very tough. You think that he's going to finish him. I think that's crazy. I don't think that Colby is in the realm of Kamara where he's going to be able to go out there and finish the job on Jorge Masvidal. I think that he probably can outpace him very much and he could go get a decision and things like that. I could definitely see that. The idea that Colby is going to go stop Jorge Masvidal I don't know. I mean, if it is the case, then we have to start really having, I think, some questions about where Jorge is at in his career. And I don't mean that to be a slight at Colby Covington, but Colby doesn't finish anybody. He doesn't have hands like that. The more interesting side of it would be if Colby does do what I'm talking about. Let's say he does win by knockout. Then what? Then we then it seems like Dana's hand is forced at that point to give us a Colby Usman three right right away. Um. You would say so. Like, what else does he do at that point? Unless he can get, unless he, unless he can convince Dustin Poirier to do a main event against him. I mean, maybe that's the other route to go. But you know, I don't know if uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say Dustin has the star power that a Jorge Masvidal does. So I don't know if they're comfortable having him in a non-title fight main event that's not against Conor McGregor. I think that's a bit of a big ask if you're Dana White. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think that is uh, he's in a bit of a bind right there. The problem though is. This isn't like Volkanovski and Holloway where like there's actual controversy. Like they were really good fights, don't get me wrong, but the right guy, the right one one was stopped and the one, the other guy w- rightly won the fight. So I don't think that there's this, you know, this uh this cloud hanging over the rivalry like there is at 145. 
it's not Brendan. It's not about the question of who won the fight. There's no question in the Holloway, uh, what you're talking about, the fights versus Volkanovsky. You could argue that Max won the first one. I think most people would say that. You could argue that Max won both of them. It's They're the two best fighters in the world. That's the problem is who, there's nobody else that the public wants to see or that Dana should pair up against each other than Volkanovsky and Max. And that's why he was willing to do it before Max had to pull out. He did the right thing, which doesn't always happen when it comes to Dana White in this promotion. And I would say the same thing, that if Colby wins and beats Masvidal by knockout the same way that we just saw Usman do, there's no reason in, in messing around with this thing. And just give us three, because if three happens, and for some reason Colby wins that fight, then we're talking about a straight-up NBA seven-game series. And I'm in for that. You are like I'm that's, waiting that's, for that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I, I think that's. I can watch those guys fight every single weekend on Saturday and Sunday. I'm. I'm kind of like. All right, I've seen it. I kind of no. know who the better. I. I know who the better fighter is. Kamaru's better. Like, there's no shame in being number two. Daniel Cormier and John Jones. They could fight probably seven times. And John. And I watch it. Win six of them. You're crazy, as usual. You're, you're um, speaking nuts. of Volkanovski, he does have a fight now. It's against Korean Zombie. Zombie's a big underdog at 265. That sounds about right to me, and I love me some Korean Zombie. But we all know that he's highlight real material, but also at times vulnerable. And in the case of Volkanovski, as steady as they come. I mean, this guy, It. I don't remember the last time this guy lost a fight. I think it was the Calvin Coolidge administration. Volkanovski, you're going to have to pay big money, but I would do it at minus 330. Yeah, and it's tough too for Korean Zombie because you're like you're looking at a guy who kind of crosses the featherweight eras. Like he's been around and he's been one of those guys who's been always relied upon as a contender now for years. Um, this is cool though. I, I love the fact that he is getting the opportunity. I think it was probably you know all all parties considered, everybody throwing their hat in the ring. Um, probably the guy who is the right decision to go with. Uh, his chances, you know. I, I'm not going to rule it out, but I do think that I do think that the odds are, are appropriately listed right now. I think that Volkanovski is the champ. Uh, he's going to have to get used to. A, a, he's a different fighter than Max Holloway, so it's definitely uh, something he's got to adjust to. But it's not like that. I don't know how much he was prepping for Max. Like the the decision, the official announcement, and him dropping out was like two days difference. That doesn't mean that he didn't get the word that it was going to happen. So maybe he had to switch some things. But I still think he's savvy enough a fighter where. He should handle this pr pretty uh, pretty okay um, as far as uh, as far as this matchup's concerned. You got tapped out here on the BetQL network. Let's keep talking about some other fights that are already set up for 2022. You've got the Nganu Gan fight, which is now right around the corner. Basically, an even money fight. We were talking earlier with Nick Kalikas, and he's the risk supervisor out there at Circus Sports, and he was saying that was he saying the money's coming in on Gan at this point? Yes. Yeah, and, and look, I'm not surprised about that. It kind of felt like that's what was going to happen as the fight came around. What about the Izzy Whitaker fight before we talk about the heavyweights? You keep talking about how you think Whitaker's going to win this fight. And if I'm talking about the fight that I'm the most confident about that's already on the table for 2022, it's Izzy doing the same thing in more dominant fashion. And this is not an anti-Robert Whitaker take. It's an Izzy at this weight class take. Nobody can hang with this guy. He is really great. I'm not going to, you know, I, I, I don't want to disparage that. Israel Adesanya is fantastic, but I do think that there's something to the effect of Robert Whitaker seeing him beat, even if that was at another weight class. I do think that does something to say, all right, there's holes to see there. Maybe it's not necessarily, I don't have the physicality of a Jan Blahovich because I'm not that kind of size, but I do think there's something to seeing the boogeyman get beat. 
in in another weight class where haven't we seen him though twice since then like didn't we see him put it on costa and we saw him put it on vittori since then yeah why is that still a question because vittori like i don't i don't i don't think vittori is in the class of robert whitaker i don't think that costa is either i think that those guys are fine fighters i think that they're talented but i don't think that they're champions i don't think that they're at the point of robert whitaker who's been to the top who's been in there with some of the best i know that he's lost a style bender but i think that he's got the talent to make adjustments and 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 come through and Ganu gone. The public money's coming in on gone. Is that where your money's headed? Uh no. I'm I I'm I, I like Francis in this one, man. I do. I like Francis. I like, I like Francis. I like Francis early. And of course, we're gonna nail that one next week since it is coming up. Looking forward to UFC 270. Coming up next here on Tapped Out on the BetQL network. Every single Saturday, Brendan decides he's gonna fight me. So we'll fight coming up next right here. You're locked into the BetQL Network.